It's the True Achievements Podcast. On today's show, we strap on our knee pads and helmets for some bike mayhem. History repeating, new World War II shooter reaches Kickstarter target. Console Master Race, we discuss cross-buy and cross-list on Xbox One and Windows 10. Family or RPG, how do you juggle home commitments and massive game worlds? And we pull yet more community questions from Dave's bulging mouse sack. All this, and more, on your chocolate-giving, time-pausing, telltale-loving True Achievements Podcast. It's the True Achievements Podcast, Valentine's Day special. Joining me for a romantic dinner for three this evening, <laughs> <laughs> I have Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello. You all right? Yes, all good. Uh, you look lovely tonight. Thank you. I need some. And, uh, and Jack. Hi. Hi. What can I get you to drink? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm Rich. I thought we'd dispense with the AKs. We've been doing that so long. Everyone knows who we are. How are you both? Loved up. Loved it, yes. That is the correct answer. So really, we shouldn't be sitting here talking about games. We should be uh, romancing our better halves. Um, but mine's, unfortunately, had to go to Ireland for a family funeral. Um, that's my excuse. Jack hasn't got Man. one. Man doesn't really like me. <laughs> yeah, really like me. So, sad, sad times in the uh, True Achievement offices. Apart from that, let's talk about some games. Dave, what you been playing? Uh, since the last one, I've been firmly on GTSC. Yes. Try to recover my uh, Sebastian Lowe mistake. <laughs> yeah, decline that's just been ratio decay. It's knocked up about yeah, it's knocked up about three thousand CA over the past two. Weeks. So, quick explanation. Those, I mean, you all know how true achievements works. Games come out. A few people start the games. The, the total score for the game gets large. And then it gradually declines and levels out over the course of three to four months normally, depending on how long the game is. Um, unfortunately, if you are a reviewer, uh, you sometimes get games early yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and have to complete them to the best of your ability in a very short space of time uh, before the common populace gets their hands on them. And that can result in uh, a very large score very early on. Um, yeah, I think, the, I think the week it came out, I had like 5,000 TA. 5,000 TA. For, from, for a 3,000 gamer score game. Yeah. Um, and the problem with that is in the GTASC, your your weekly score is determined by your change in score from the previous end of period to the current period. So poor old Dave, doing a, a wonderful job on TA, reviewing <laughs> Sebastian Library, um, has had to make up, well, 5,000 points um, through the last week, or last two weeks, yeah. actually, uh, through no yeah. through no fault of his own, which has been tough. So you've been starting on effectively. It was about minus three thousand last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. So I did another couple of episodes of Life is Strange, quick and easy. I played the amazing Daytona USA. <laughs> One of my few completions. 
Yeah, which I, I don't know. It's it's a Sega racing game with like the worst possible handling. Well, it's a classic arcade uh, game. I mean, uh, I wouldn't call it classic. I think I remember playing stretchy. it in the arcades. It may have been before your time, but I certainly played it in the arcades back in the day. But it's a it's a quick two hundred. It's like the old XBLA game, so it's two hundred score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I seem to remember struggling with one of the achievements. I can't remember which one it was now, but there was one that I, I found a little bit tricky. The handling is bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it, it's non-existent. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really weird, but it's simple. It is quite quick. I think. I think these. What's the score? TA score two one five. So it's oh, okay. <laughs> Must just be purely purely down to yeah, skill, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, did that? Did a game called Slash Dash. Which is a, an idea Xbox game. So I think Jack and I might have played that in uh, a Gamescom briefly last year in one of the many ID games we played. Mm. What's what's it about? It's a four-player local-only co-op game. Okay. So you, you're hunting around finding all my dead controllers, you know, from my cupboard that I mentioned last time, <laughs> and and and, and, all I, and of the other characters co- are slightly moving to, left constantly. Yeah, stuck to the top of the screen. So it's just, it's an easy game. It's just literally things like get so many kills. Uh, you can probably get all the all but one achievement in probably an hour. Oh wow! Okay. And then the last one, it's it's got a game mode that's capture the flag type thing, mm-hmm. and you've got to capture. I think it's five hundred flags in total, and you get three a game. So it takes like another Oof. hour or two to okay. just sit doing this. But I did that. Um, went back through Call of Duty Black Ops Three, just some of you know the mission specific. Yeah, um, I quite like that. Them normally, they're normally the best thing about. Blocks. Yeah, and there's quite a few, and for some reason, they seem to have quite a high TA ratio. I'm not sure why. I think because unless you actually read the achievement list before you start the game, and I, I tend not to do that for Call of Duty for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm the same. Um, and then if it's not a very good Call of Duty, like I think this one was, the the urge to then go and replay those levels is is, is low. Mm. So I think people probably just don't bother. I think a lot of them this time are linked to having specific abilities unlocked. So you've got to have gone so far into the game anyway to not be able to do them. Yeah. And then uh, you have to like spend, I can't remember, it's the kind of points things to actually unlock them. So I can, I can see some people leaving it, but that was quite quick. Um, well, so I played, did a, done the collectibles with Jack and Coffee on Zombie Army Trilogy. Shout out to Large Coffee. <laughs> yeah, been going through them. Uh, Lego the movie video game. Mm-hmm. I've I've put a fair amount into that, but I only went through it once. It was it was uh, the is it is it Unikitty the um yeah the crazy yeah. levels they did my head <laughs> in a little bit. The whole game I, I, uh, really annoyed me. I just Lego games just depressed mm. me. We'll talk a bit more about Lego games uh, <laughs> when we get to the news section. Okay. Uh, so I went through that, managed to finish that, and then yesterday we were sort of like around the elimination area for GTSC. We were. So I played King's Quest. Oh yes, that was on sale at Christmas for like it's like eight pound I think per episode, but at Christmas the first one was like one pound, two pounds. Okay. Like so I played that. It's similar to a kind of Telltale game episode, but it's a lot longer. It's about six hours, yeah. and a lot of the achievements are. are Missable, but they really you have to do specific things that aren't even in the way of the game, the path that you generally take. Oh, right. So, it's a bit of a pain. Played it, played it, enjoyed the story, but I was kind of watching a guide as I went. Yeah. So, I was more watching the story than actually playing it. That's annoying, yeah, isn't it? Why have they done that? I don't know. I finished it, but it was, it's good. It's interesting. I do them. I 
I'll get the other episodes definitely. And then I'll probably I might, now I know what I'm doing in these little bits. And I've got it on the 360 because it was on sale on that as well. Okay. So I might actually try and. So how much Game of School was in that episode? Episode is weird. The first episode's a thousand. Oh right, okay. On both the 360 and the one. Oh wow. And then the subsequent episodes are 200. I think there's an additional version of it as well, isn't there? Um, yeah, there's a 360 on the complete edition. Yeah. Well, that's like 30, that's like 32 pound. That's like 32 pound not to buy that version. Oh, I'm assuming you but get all the DLC. You get all the DLC. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So you've you've been score whoring basically. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing spectacular. Making up for past mistakes. Sebastian Lamb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, that wasn't your um, Okay, so I spoke before I was um, getting close to finishing the full base game of Need for Speed. Um, I finished that, and um, there are three, I mentioned this as well, three DLC packs, all free, or they're title updates, actually, um, each of which has three achievements. Each of, each of those achievements is worth 80s game scoring around around 200 TA for most of them. Um, I have all of them but one, uh, and that one is uh, quite a tricky one, which is, there's a few threads about it on the site. Um, It is for doing, getting a ridiculously high score in a drift mode in a terrible car that you earn. Um, So I haven't done that yet. I had a quick look at it, got in the car, drove it around a bit, but it was, the handling (laughs) is all over the place and, I couldn't even get it to drift properly, so I think that's going to be a challenge. Uh, I should mention there was a uh, there was an achievement for getting to level seventy. <laughs> when I finished the main game, I was on level fifty. Right. Okay. But the um, the levels um, the di- the difference between scores of each level increases almost exponentially the higher you go up the game. So I had a total XP of around six million, I think, when I got to level fifty. Uh, and to get to level 70, you need a total of 13.5 million. So you can see just those extra 20 levels was more than I'd already earned in the full game. Um, and you get XP for doing stuff like completing races, winning races, um, drifting, doing 0-60s full um, nitrous boost, close shaves, all that sort of stuff. Usual driving things. Um, and to, to, obviously, I'd put about 25 hours, out, 25 hours in of the game to get to the level 50, which was as I say, around 6 million. So I needed all of that again, uh, which is obviously going to take quite a while. There are shortcuts. You can do some of the harder races, which are quite short, to get it quicker. But we found there's a guide on TA, um, which basically you get you get score for um, jumping. Mm. Yeah, being airborne. Right. So if you, can, if you can hit a jump and take off, um, you'll get a certain amount of score for the amount of time you're in the air. Okay. There's a fantastic guide on TA uh, where there's this little bit of... Uh, a little, it's a little mini car park tucked away on the map, and um, there's a big van um, parked up against the side of a, uh, a garage. And you can, if you time it right, you can reverse towards the bonnet of the van again in the corner in the V of where the van is parked up against the wall of this right. garage. And if you time it right and you control the throttle properly, you can get your car to balance hmm. so that the back wheels are up on the van and the front wheels are down on okay. the floor. And um, if you can get it right and you can position it correctly, you will stay there. And as you stay in that position, your airborne score will start to accumulate. Right, okay. And it will just continue to tick up. So um, 
at the end of the day in the office on uh, I think it was Thursday we we were rocking around and I, I managed to get it up there and I was like yes right so we're just going to leave it now so it was ticking up quite slowly and I think I worked out that it would it, we left the office about six I worked out that about eight o'clock the following morning I should have reached the level seventy. Right. Um, I come in, so I'm like expecting to turn up in the office this morning with my new achievement popped. Uh, and I go into the office and I turn the monitor on and it said, uh, you have disconnected from the EA uh, <laughs> service and you <laughs> put you back to the beginning. And it hadn't saved any of it. Oh, no. so I was like, ah, oh, really annoying. Um, so then I, I spent the next 20 minutes trying, for, the, for some reason, the first time I did it, I just got straight up there in position. It was like, bang, there we go. This is easy. Second time I did it, it took me ages faffing around. Um, but got, got it up there and... Um, Every hour or so after I got it up this time, I was coming off and saving it uh, just to make sure it, it registered. But we got there in the end, and, it, it, and I got the, the level seventy. So there's an thank you for whoever came up with that glitch because it is it is genius. It saved me a lot of time. So that explains why one morning at like three a.m. you were still up playing. The <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't involved. I wasn't directly involved in that. <laughs> Um, but that's why we love TA, right? No one would ever have thought of that otherwise. Um, so that was Need for Speed. I've also I finished the collectibles on Just Cause. Uh, they were all worth a healthy amount of game score. I had the uh, um, stunt jumps left to do, which I, I rattled through. Um, and now I'm sort of semi-considering whether to go for the challenges, but they are ridiculously hard. I think the challenges, though, you can cut. You, do you know, like the ones for helicopters and things like that, like doing a... You can bring your own vehicle, yeah, can't you? Yeah, yeah. So I think they're not as hard as... Well, those ones, I think all those ones are fine. And for those that haven't played Just Cause 3, there's, there's maybe eight or nine different types of challenge. And some and some of them are brilliant. Like the infinite ammo destruction ones yeah. are amazing <laughs> fun. Um, so I don't think I'd have any problem with those or the racing or the helicopter. Um, it's the ones that are the wingsuit. Like I tried, I tr- honestly, I tried for maybe 10 or... 20 goes on one of them and only got to three gears and you need to get five gears in every single challenge so um i'm not sure i'm not sure and there's 105 challenges but as you go through like if you if you do another wingsuit one and get say two gears on that then you might get unlock something else that makes it yeah that's true you do unlock upgrades for for each thing as you go so i might go back and do them but i just when i realized there was 105 of them and i've got like five gears in maybe five of them so far (laughs) it's just like wow that is that is effort um I've been continuing with my Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, which is going pretty well. I'm probably three quarters of the way through the story now. I'm not enjoying it as much as the last game for some reason. Mm. I am skipping the cutscenes, which may have something to do with it, but I I did find I enjoyed the previous game more. Um, So I'm I'm, I'm skipping the story, which is probably the reason I'm not enjoying it as much. But I I seem to remember skipping the story on the last one as well. (laughs) But uh, it's quite good fun. Um, and I, cr- I cranked open World of Tanks for a couple of achievements. We were struggling a bit on GTIC, so I, I, I racked up a couple in that. And um, I've just remembered today to turn on Roblox, 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 <laughs> and um, play my uh, 19th day in a row of three seconds of giant destruction or whatever it's called that I've been playing. So tomorrow <laughs> I should be popping a rather large. Uh, probably something around a thousand TA achievement for getting twenty days playing in a row. Are you going to carry um, on playing it afterwards? Or are no, you done? <laughs> I'm not playing it now. I'm just turning it on and just starting a game and turning it off again. It's, it's not good. 
It's not good. And that's, that achievement is definitely glitched. The one we talked about before is definitely an unobtainable. So they need to patch that. Um, otherwise, that's uncompletable. But the other thing I was playing um, was something I saw last weekend. I can't remember what I was looking at. I was looking at something on my Twitter feed and uh, someone posted a link up to some footage or it might have been a TA story of content just appearing. But um, it was a game called Bike Mayhem 2. Mm-hmm. Even okay. more mayhem. Um, more mayhem really than the first yeah. one <laughs> subtitled it that's not the genuine subtitle um, which I looked at and thought oh this is like a Gears uh, sorry a Trials light uh, Jack will like it it looks like a quick pick up and play game mm-hmm. so I ordered it and downloaded it in the office and we've been playing it at lunchtime Jack haven't we yeah yeah we have it's uh, quite a good game it's a kind of pick up and play pass for controller good for kind of short bursts uh, we've been taking it in turns to uh, complete the tracks on it. So it's basically um, you're on a little push bike um, going down a mountain. And there are two types of event in it. You've got speed, where you've got to try and get to the bottom as quick as possible. And tricks, where you've got to kind of pull tricks and try and meet a score requirement. It sets you at the start. It's uh, it's good fun, though. Um, Is it like... Is it like trials and follow up obstacles that you got? It's not as technical as trials. It's a lot more kind of maintained speed and uh, kind of hitting the jumps at the perfect moment so that you can roll into the next one and keep momentum. So it's definitely not as fiddly, but it's. uh, When I originally picked it up and started, I was kind of like, yeah, this is a bit. But it, it's kind of got progressively better and progressively harder as well. The well. Hard, yeah, the harder it's got, the more the more challenging mm. and more enjoyable I think it's got. And there's an awful lot of tracks. Um, I think there's five categories of mountain, and each category has well, the final category has like 15 different mountains in it, and each one of those mountains has six different tracks. So you're looking at a lot of levels. Uh, but admittedly. Uh, they're between sort of 30 seconds and a minute long so then they're all pretty sure um but you get graded between one one and three stars for each one you do um and there are achievements tied to getting all the stars in particular mountains and stuff so it's um it's just great lunchtime mm-hmm. hand a controller over type game it's like it's, it's quite rare to find a game like that it's been a while since i've found a game that's so so yeah. brief yeah definitely you could just uh, have the control over it it's a lot of fun but um, I recommend it it's, um, I think it was about £6 maybe £5.50 or something like that but it's a, it's a decent amount of like, gameplay in it we've probably put four or five hours in this week and um, well I think if not more than we that, put about an hour into the first mountain didn't we and we went yes and then scrolled for all the others who <laughs> we were like oh god so yeah many. there's so much to it um, but there's also like bonuses and, and stuff um, there's loads of different tricks you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, and I should, it's I should play you uh, unlock upgrades for your bike as well, so you can kind of yeah. go back to other tracks and you're on a quicker bike. Or... Yeah, you get you get your, your, mm-hmm. your bike speeding up and your better wheels and all that sort of stuff. So. You have daily bonuses as well, do mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a fair amount to it, so um, recommend it. I've just, I like just looked, your... but unobtainable. Can't, I can't yeah. Has it gone up? Yeah, so one of the achievements, it's, uh, I think, score 50,000 points in one jump. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I don't know why that, I mean, that in theory, that should be fine, but it just doesn't doesn't need work. Yeah. It's a shame. Too many titles released from Unobtainables, especially indie games. Yeah. Um, Anything else you've been playing, Jack? Uh, so I've been back on Call of Duty Black Ops 3. So I uh, had the Xbox One version. I thought I haven't put myself through enough pain, so I picked up the <laughs> Xbox 360 version too. 
Uh, so I started that yesterday, and good team of uh, three other people and myself, when we rattled for all of the zombie achievements on it. So they're all done, and I've just been playing a little bit of a multiplayer today, uh, chipping away at that. So there's mm-hmm. quite a lot more involvement in the multiplayer in this one, because it doesn't have any of the campaigns, so the achievements... I was just about to say, the 360 mm. game and list was completely different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Well, there's some shared achievements with the zombies mode, but that's kind of as far as it goes really uh, all the other achievements are for multiplayer because there is no campaign in it Wow! and you've got to do quite a lot of challenges um, isn't it I think that's quite a weird like if I was if I made the Xbox One version of the game mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot in it um, it's got this campaign it's got it's multiplayer I would if I was having to dumb it down in quotes for the 360 version I'd have just done the campaign. I don't know, it seems an odd decision to choose the arguably most complicated, most processor-intensive, network resource-intensive version and go with that. But I guess maybe they consider that the most popular you, part of the game. You say that, but again, I think it comes down to popularity, but the multiplayer mode as well, it's easier to dumb down a very small multiplayer map than it is to yeah, dumb true. down like an entire level of a campaign. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe that's true. But it's uh, also not getting any of the content um, as of yet anyway. I haven't announced anything about it, so... Well, it's not, not getting the map drops? No, no. Well, the uh, new maps for the PlayStation have just dropped the PS4. Yeah. Um, for the... Yeah, and they'll be coming to the Xbox One version in a couple of weeks because of the minute PlayStation's got exclusivity. Um, but there hasn't been any news at all about them coming to the Xbox 360 version, So, which, again, is a bit of an odd move. Well, we sort of... Yeah, I sort of see the 360 support dying out this year they won't, I'm sure there won't be anything next yeah. this year this December yes although there was a tweet I, I saw a tweet yesterday um, from Infinity Ward um, saying they were officially announcing the new Call of Duty for this year so I love the Infinity Ward ones it will be yeah it will be a return to form hopefully <laughs> fingers crossed Okay, moving on to site news. Uh, there hasn't been too much in the way of site news over the last two weeks. It's not long since we recorded last. Um, we we briefly spoke about our YouTube channel uh, in the last show. We should probably mention that we have rebranded the YouTube channel from the True Achievements channel to the True Gaming Network channel. Um, when we were looking back at the videos we were doing, we were thinking about setting up a True Trophies channel. It, seemed relatively silly to go and um, load videos that were effectively going to be based on both platforms into two separate channels. So a lot of the stuff we've recorded is actually relevant to both systems. So we've decided to combine the the whole thing into a single channel. So we're going to have the True Gaming Network channel. You can uh, follow it on YouTube now. And there's links on both True, True Achievements and True Trophies to it uh, in the Follow Us on panel um but you will occasionally see uh playstation stuff on there but pc stuff too maybe. and pc stuff too yeah. because we'll be using it for uh, true steam as well so um that's just to explain why there's a bit of a name change on that we also were fortunate enough to get hold of a vast number of <laughs> uh home from closed beta codes to give away over the last three or four days um which we've we've managed to get rid of almost almost all of them. We had five thousand, which was quite an ask to uh, yeah. to give them all away. But we've managed to get rid of well over four thousand of them. So um, hopefully people are enjoying that. I've seen some mixed responses, to be mm-hmm. honest, from uh, various um, 
feeds on my timeline um, but hopefully people have enjoyed getting the opportunity to play that early anyway and hopefully the the developers will, will take some of that feedback and, and make it a better game before it comes out I think it's required looking at what some, some of the feedback <laughs> I've had you two know more about it than I do I haven't delved in yet I had it, I saw enough at um, Gamescom that made me <laughs> quite sad. But um, as I say, as I said last time, I loved the first game. So fingers crossed they they sort it out. Yeah. yeah. So our topic of the week this week, um, we've had some news come in recently about um, many releases coming up that are coming out both on Windows 10 and Xbox One, quite often simultaneously, and. The ones that have released up until this point have had separate lists, separate achievement lists. So um, you, will, if you buy it on Windows 10 um, and you buy it on Xbox One, your achievements are entirely independent of each other. But this week we heard about Quantum Break, and Quantum Break has some interesting features that none of the other games have had that are coming out on both Xbox One and Windows 10. And that main feature was mentioned that your save will be cross-compatible so if you can basically play for an hour on your xbox one start playing the game on your windows 10 and you'll pick up exactly from the point that you left off which while there's been no announcement about it we have assumed means that it's going to be a single achievement list and that is quite interesting you also this is also cross buy as well so you buy it on through um, xbox one and you get access to the windows 10 version for free or vice versa so this is a new thing um, I don't think there's been another game that's done this previously. Project Spark potentially. Uh, Project on Spark Windows didn't. Eight. We had a game called Shadow Run back in the day, and that was PC and Xbox 360. That's well back in the day. Yeah, that's really <laughs> blast, blast from my past. But uh, that did have I think a this is list, the first for so Windows 10. This will be the first of yeah. this generation, this new generation. So, how do you guys feel about this, Jack? You've got a reasonably hefty PC at home. Do you um, do you play proper games? Or uh, do you play well, anything apart from Solitaire and Minesweeper. My, <laughs> my Steam collection of games is ridiculous. I've got about uh, close. It's different having a big Steam collection to uh, actually using it. It's, yeah. not, it's not the size of your collection. <laughs> it's what you do with it on this Valentine's Day special. Yeah, so I've got about four hundred games, but uh, I. Don't play many of them. I used to play a lot of uh, Half-Life 2 Deathmatch back in the day, but uh, I actually just started playing Mirror's Edge again yesterday on my PC, um, getting myself amped up for the new one. Yeah, me too. I was um, thinking about that the other day. It was a bit weird playing the keyboard and a mouse, but it um, clicked after a couple of minutes. So, But um, I think it's a good move. I think especially the kind of proposal they've put forward for Quantum Break, it is a shared achievement list, but then you pre-order the game, so if you get in early, you get the copy on uh, version on PC as well, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great. So there's no kind of additional cost. It's two games for the price of one, but the same game. But yeah, with sure. the one of the downsides, obviously playing something on the Xbox One, then jumping across to the PC, if it has got a split list and it doesn't share your progress, it's going to be well, your experience in the story twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas with syncing um you can kind of hop in straight back into the action where you were and it t- takes away almost the boredom that you get from playing something twice in quick succession if that's how you do play the, the games mm-hmm. yeah i'm I'm intrigued by it i mean it's for me i'll only i'll only play the xbox one version mm-hmm. i can't see there'll be a 
my PC is not powerful enough to play. You know, I haven't shelled out for a, for a really high spec PC, and I don't particularly enjoy playing on a little monitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will always sit on the couch and play. But there will come a time, but in fact, it probably won't be that far away when the Xbox One. I know this sounds ridiculous. Only what are we two years into its life? That um, it starts chugging a little bit compared mm-hmm. to a PC, which it's always going to because the tech's probably four four years old, top of the range PC, maybe five years old, top of the range PC. Um, and at that point, especially with stuff like the Steam Box, and, and if there's more of those sort of um, under the telly single box units that you can get, mm-hmm. which have all of that platform in it, I, th- I think I could be tempted to switch over. Um, to having one of those under the TV, and, and, and as long as you can play with a controller, there's no way I'm getting the keyboard and mouse out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not do it? I think it'll be um, interesting to see if they start making the same jump with games that have a multiplayer aspect as well. Because if the title's running on the 360 and it is available on the PC as well, you'd think they'd have kind of shared lobby systems, but then obviously you've got the almost the advantage of playing yeah, on a PC. Keyboard and mouse. Yeah, keyboard and a mouse is always going to trump a controller. Dave, what are your thoughts on all this stuff? It, it's fine for me. I can't see any problems with it. It's, I think it's good for the publishers as well, or publishers, developers, you know, getting it on more systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I can still. I saw quite a, a bit of a fit going on on Twitter about it, you know, about another Xbox exclusive going to PC as well. I saw someone tweet that, but I mean... To be honest, it's, it's the same, it's still Windows, it's still the same yeah, company. I did. It's, it's, a con, it's a console exclusive. Yeah, I think, to me, a good game's a good game, It's regardless of yeah. platform, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. No, it doesn't feel like there's like a battle it. between Xbox and PC, it feels like there's a battle between Xbox and PlayStation. <laughs> um, so, being available on Windows 10 doesn't doesn't really change that, I don't think. Yeah, I think most people are either a console gamer or a PC gamer, aren't they? I can't see many going. Oh, yeah, I won't, I exactly. Won't buy an Xbox I, now. I'm just going to stick to me. I'm going to spend like two thousand pounds on a top of the range PC instead to play. I can't see that. You're either going to get an Xbox or you're not. Right? So yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's a weird game to do it with. You know, with it being just purely single player. Mm-hmm. How much life is going to be in the game in the long run? Do you know to be able to keep switching around console to PC? I can't see people playing it multiple times unless it's absolutely amazing. But um, didn't they have the aspect of uh, tie-in t- uh, TV show? I know that's how they. Yeah, well, that was the original show. idea. I've sort of, I've not heard much about that recently. I think there is like so many episodes, isn't there, with it that come with it, mm-hmm. and they're going to change as you. Okay. Depending on things you do in the game, I think. But... See that. Kind of uh, almost uh, to jump over to Telltale games. You obviously play them different choices each time. Stuff mm-hmm, changes yeah. around, so yeah, it's possibly, yeah. synced data. But it might have been nice to have that difference, if you know what I mean. So you could play through it differently and change things and experience it in a different format. Yeah, that's fair mm. for sure. Okay, so we'll move on to the news. And the first news I wanted to talk about anyway was the Quantum Break stuff. Um, did you watch the trailer? I did. I liked it. It looked amazing. I was very excited. I, I thought after they after they announced it was Windows 10, I thought that must be running on some crazy PC rig, but that was confirmed as actual Xbox One footage as well. Wasn't it just like FMV though? It was just filmed footage, wasn't it? There was a trailer as well, though, wasn't there? Like actual gameplay stuff as well. Ooh, maybe I missed that bit. 
I saw yeah, I the. Thought, I thought it was PC footage. It, it looked really good. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite excited. We don't really know that much about it, except there's some sort of time management maneuverable yep. stuff in it. Uh, and it looks cool. And there's a pre-order bonus of Alan Wake. If you yeah. if you mm-hmm. pre-order it, which will be as we've already saw earlier in the week, uh, a few leaks about it. But Alan Wake is now officially backwards compatible. Uh, I never played Alan Wake. Did you, you play Alan Wake? I, I started a bit of it. It wasn't really my type of game, so I didn't get that far. Bit scary for you. I yeah, I played it and I quite enjoyed it. I think it was. Are you uh, playing it? Yeah, yeah, it was very different um, for its time. It looked uh, very good and it played very well. So, if, did you finish it? Yeah, I did finish it. Um, I don't think I've played the DLC yet, um, so I need to go back to that. But if uh, Quantum Break is kind of built on a similar engine or anything to go by, I think it's going to be great. Okay, so, so you would recommend? I definitely Island recommend Wake. going back to Island Wake if you haven't played it. It's uh, good. It's a bit of a survival horror. Um, running around with a torch and a gun, you've got to shine your light on enemies, and then they tick down, and once they become visible, you can kill them. Okay. Um, it's some very clever mechanics in it. Okay, I might pre-order Quantum Break then, because I really like the look of it, and I, I haven't played it on my account, I don't know anything, mm-hmm. so that sounds like a good pre-order bonus to me. Mm. Okay, cool. So, as I've already mentioned, um, Alan Mike is now backwards compatible. Three other titles this week, Lego Batman... Uh, Sam and Max, Beyond Time and Space, and Charles HD Jack. Be pleased to know. Charles is now backwards compatible. <laughs> Excellent. That's already on the Xbox One, though, isn't it? Uh, that's the original Trials. Oh, yeah, is it? Okay. It's the original. So then there's Evolution after that on the 362, and mm-hmm. Fusion on the 360 and the one. So. Wow, okay. Mm. So plenty of Trials. Yep. And we should mention that um, Microsoft are no longer going to be making an announcement when they put games onto backwards compatibility, they're just going to trickle them out to the store, which seems slightly odd thing to do because people would probably want to know um, when stuff's going to be available. So we will continue to let you know. Uh, our backwards compatibility page on the site will show you all the games that are currently backwards compatible and also keep you up to date with all the latest news on that stuff. And um, I think we will continue to do a news story when mm-hmm. stuff is officially announced well not officially announced officially <laughs> discovered to be yeah. backwards compatible okay moving on we had a uh, an op-ed this week that was received a lot of views and a lot of interest a lot of replies I'm getting too old for this basically about the challenge of sandbox games and big open world titles uh, written by Mark Delaney uh, not Penny's Boat Game Attack and it struck a chord with me I'm sure it struck a chord with you Dave as well personally sandbox games have been my favourite type of game since I was well since I first discovered Vice City and probably GTA 3 a little bit as well and rather different to the article Mark mentioned that he feels that he doesn't now he's got family and job and responsibilities and stuff he doesn't have time for that whole open world away you go explore do what you like Uh, no sort of obvious central storyline, just tons of stuff to do all over the place. And while he would love to spend the time exploring that world, he just doesn't have the time for it. Um, I've personally found that I enjoy those games so much that I just ditch all the other types of games now and sort of <laughs> save my time just for those games. Because they, to me, those are the most interesting and uh, enjoyable experiences. 
but there was a lot of people that agreed with his his stance. It, it's hard. My gaming time is is dramatically plunged since I've since I've had my wonderful daughter, um, and I wouldn't swap it for the world. But it is it is harder to to find the hours, uh, which is a shame. So you end up picking and choosing the games that you can play. Yeah, um, and that's why I get sucked in and end up buying the. RPGs that everyone raves about, and because I feel I should, I feel you know I work in, in the industry. I want to, I want to experience the stuff that people go nuts about over Twitter. And as much as I enjoy racing games and shoot 'em ups and all the rest of the types of games I enjoy, none of those get as much interest on Twitter and enthusiasm as people were talking about Fallout Four and The Witcher. The, just the people that love those games absolutely love them. And can talk about them for hours, and I get sucked in every time. But I think, oh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just try it. And those games equally can be up upwards of sixty hours or so. And I just, I just don't enjoy them as much, so I end up giving up because I just know that sixty hours is going to take me away from something I do enjoy. Because I just, as much as I'd love to get properly into it, I think you probably do need to invest ten hours or so to get properly into those games. I don't have that time to. To do it, and it's it's sad, really, but such is life. I'm similar in that I prefer games that give me a bit of like hand holding. You know, tell me where I've got to go. Just cause it, like the same thing, I can't. I haven't got time to sit and do you know, like say Fallout. It's, mm-hmm. it's 15 hours before you're into it and yeah. understanding it, and I haven't got that much time to dedicate to do it. So I prefer get like same with even open world games. I don't mind playing. My girlfriend works nights anyway, so quite often sat me Todd here anyway. Yeah. But like once the story's over in like say Batman or Assassin's Creed, going back and doing all the collectibles and the, collectibles yeah. and things, I, I've lost interest with them, and I'd rather go on. See, the else. funny thing for me is like when I, I've played like Witcher and um, <laughs> started it, and, and all the other ones, all the other millions of RPG classic RPGs, Oblivion <laughs> and Skyrim and stuff, and it is really they're generally really slow to start with, um, and I just compare that to like. Just Cause 3 I've probably put 60 odd hours into but the opening 10 minutes of Just Cause 3 is just mayhem it's utterly yeah. lunacy and you're just like your adrenaline's pumping from the second <laughs> you turn that on you're on top of a plane skydiving into madness trying to shoot missiles out of the sky it's just it's just a completely different type of feeling and I'd much rather play a game like that which is just constantly on it than have to invest 10 hours just to feel like I know what I'm doing and I think as well, do you know, with most open world games, they have similar kind of mechanics, and I know what I'm doing yeah, exactly from right. the start. So if I say that I, I don't play it for a week and I go back, I, I can remember how to do things. Like a first-person shooter, there's only like the grenade button. Going to <laughs> yeah, <quite. laughs> it, it, yes. You know as soon as you pick up a shooter how it's going to play. So doing things like RPGs and have to remember... It's even the same to an extent, but do you know Shadow of Mardar? Yeah, well that was an RPG. I, no, no. I left. I really enjoyed that, and then I left so it, and I went. I went back to go and finish bits up. And there's so many combinations. Same with Batman. You know all the different moves yeah, you've got yeah, pulling yeah, that. Exactly. And I can't remember them, and I ain't got the time to go and spend two hours figuring out. Well, the problem is, so you're like me. You're, were. You, in fact, we're all a bit like this. We we hop between games. So most people will yeah. play a game, and they'll play it to completion, and then they'll play another game. <laughs> <laughs> start another game. But I've currently got like four or five on the go, and the initial learning curve to just remember the controls is, is quite can be quite steep um, and you 
there's no way you can go back and play that first tutorial level again when you're like no. half the way through the game. And like Shadow Armada and Batman, you're picking things up as you go all the way through it, and you like you learn yeah, a new you, skill that gives you a bit. Stuff, it? Yeah, so to just only go back and then like oh, I don't know. I think we're playing <laughs> games wrong. Yeah, probably. I don't think that. I think that extends from the controls as well to just general in-game mechanics. So I've uh, had a couple of RPGs. I started one called Infinite Undiscovery many, many years ago. Oh yeah, ago. that's really well thought of, isn't it? And uh, well, it's quite good, but it's got a one-game score achievement, which is ridiculously difficult, um, <laughs> which I haven't <laughs> gone back for yet. But I haven't played that for maybe four and a half years, and I'm almost scared to go back to it because there's kind of loads of things <laughs> to remember about the weapons uh, like how the stat system works so I can't go um, back to if I haven't played it for four and a half hours yeah <laughs> and four and a half years it's, uh, yeah it's just it's confusing when you go back to stuff after so long I think mm. I think that's one of the reasons why Destiny kind of appealed to me as well Do you know, the, the small short missions mm-hmm. and, the, and the daily the daily things that you can just pick up and play for an hour and then you can move on. I'd say it's almost like a uh, shooter with an RPG tacked on. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. it didn't feel like an RPG. Especially with the um, multiplayer mode as well, the Crucible mode, which is yeah. just player versus player. It's kind of got that aspect as well if you just want to focus on it. Cool, okay, so we've all decided we just don't have enough time, that's the problem. Yep. Yeah. Sack his jobs off and just play all day. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> That's the answer. So moving on, next bit of news. Um, Walking Dead, I'm not sure how you pronounce this. Mich- Michonne. Michonne. Um, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, Michonne. So it's the new Telltale um, Walking Dead standalone series. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming very soon, next week. Week after. So if, you, if you've watched the TV show, she's like one of the major characters in the TV show. Ah, so I watched okay. the first series of the TV right, well, show. Well, she, she kind of joined up. I think it must have been the second that she joined up. And she's been like a major character since. But I think it's going on, that's going back to kind of her before she joined mm-hmm. the group. So how it doesn't really relate at all to the... Clementine stuff. So that, yeah, it's totally different. Okay, so this is three episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first episode... As I say, 23rd of Feb, next episode in March, and the final episode will be in April. Um, the whole thing is 15 bucks, which I'm guessing will be probably around £12, because we always get shafted on the exchange rate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Telltale are showing the first five minutes tonight, so you'll have missed that. Uh, in fact, we've missed it too, because <laughs> it was at 830 Um so, uh, I imagine most of us will probably pick that up, won't we? I, lo- I love the Walking Dead I games. Will, yeah, I think so. I probably will too. And it will be a. So, I'm guessing that will be a thousand Gs for the three episodes. Uh, but we don't know for sure at Thanks. this point. As soon as we pick up the list, we'll uh, let you know. But it's out on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Double dip. Double dippage. <laughs> and I don't think it's, it's not a shared list. See, no. So, don't worry about that. Next up, new details for Doom have appeared. We've got a release date now and a new trailer. Oh, this game's looking violent. This looks awesome and... at um, E3 when they did the Bethesda thing. It released. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. For it. I'm scared, to be honest. Just all the footage <laughs> I've looked at is pretty terrifying. It's, um, it's violent and the, the bad guys look bad. I mean, they are proper nasty, evil characters. 
Um, so we've got a release date, and the release date is May thirteenth. May thirteenth. Oh, so we've got a while yet. Um, there's a collector's edition that's been announced with the twelve-inch figure uh, with the Revenant model. I don't think anyone. Will, no one's. No. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about collector's editions? I've never been one to bother with them, to be honest. It's a lot of money, isn't it, normally? It's like you're paying treble the base price. I've changed a bit as I've got older, but when when I first got into the 360 and we just had two young kids and Missy wasn't working and skint, like, I, I bought a game and just like traded it yeah. as soon as it was done. So To spend an extra special, $100. The only, the only advantage of having a special tin was that I got a bit more for trading or something. I'm not bothered about mm. the figures or anything. Yeah, me neither. For me, it comes down to what you get with it. Because yeah, um, you never get something that's worth the extra money. Yeah, ninety percent of the time it's a statue that's either going to go in the bin or just on a shelf somewhere or under the bed, never see the light of day again. Um, If I had a treasured figure, my kids would trash it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's just no point to do. Um, So pre-order bonuses have been announced as well. You're going to get the Demon Multiplayer Pack. So I'm I'm excited for this. I will probably pick it up and play. Half an hour before I'm too scared to go into the office, you'll be sitting there shaking. Alan Wake and Doom. I'm going to be in all sorts of I could get Silent Hill. Could be a nervous wreck. Uh, yeah, quite. Uh, but no, I think I will pick up that game because I've enjoyed what I've seen a bit. And I, I think we played. Did we not play some at Gamescom? I think we played a bit of it there. Might be wrong. I think we played some. Uh, World War Two shooters used to be all the rage. Yeah, um, we've not had a new one for a long old time. Mm-hmm. Probably World at War was the last one. Yeah, grenade spars. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we've had a new, a new one announced, Battalion 1944, which is quite exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to giving this a go. So it's Kickstarter funded. Yep. Which is—is is this the first Xbox One Kickstarter funded title? Which seems no. an odd thing to say because obviously Kickstarter's been around now and there's been a lot of game related stuff, but I can't actually remember another one. No, I think there have been, uh, been a couple. Um, yeah, they're just not that well advertised. Um, but this one, it, since it, it, it asked for £100,000 mm-hmm. and it, it's up to 224 already, 17 days to go still. So I think, it's, I think a lot of people are excited to go back for something. That haven't been around for a while. So, do we know anything um, about the development team? Is it just planned for yeah, the a, Xbox One or is it PCC? PC, PS4, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Everything. Well, how are they doing that on a budget of 100k? I don't know. But it's, it's purely multiplayer. I know that. Oh, okay. So, um, this would be more like the Battlefield. Battlefield 1943. Yeah, but they, yeah. they try to go back to start like the, the time before Call of Duty changed it to, you know, Kill streaks and oh yeah, yeah. Just keep it uh, it's just kind of going to be a purely skill base. Oh, well, I've got no hope then. Multiplayer. <laughs> right, let's move swiftly <laughs> on. <laughs> so um, they're still raising funds and they're aiming for May next year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say they're going to crank this game out in three months. Um, <laughs> no, so May next year. Okay. Have you seen Band of Brothers? I have. So they were showing like. Uh, some of the maps from like Bastogne during the snow and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's, as soon as I saw it that's what I kind of thought I'd okay of cool okay well I'm, I'm I'm quite pleased that there's other alternative ways for people to get games out these days um, other ways to source funding yeah it's just an expensive business making a game 
And the final bit of news. Oh, we should say that they were the people that made Numa. Yeah, they the, kind the of developers. teamed up. Two studios teamed up, I think, and made a new... Yeah, so they formed a new studio called Bulkhead Interactive. A new Ultimate Studio. Mm. <laughs> Super Studio. Yeah. Yeah. I just <laughs> scrolling through the Kickstarter page, and there's a couple of GIFs on there of a guy reloading one of the bolt-action rifles. It's got me quite excited, actually. It looks good. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Valentine's Day tweet for you there, watch, watch that trailer on the Kickstarter. It's probably about seven, eight minutes long. If it's, it's, if it's anything like Battlefield 1943, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, it should be good. Okay. Yeah, surely that had EA behind it, though. Yeah, it did. But this has <laughs> got the uh, Unreal, Unreal 4 engine behind it. So, okay. Yeah, Unreal 4, yeah. Mm. Okay, the final bit of news. Um, Lego Star Wars Force Awakens has been announced. Ooh. Yes, another Lego game. Another Lego game for Dave. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what baffles me? Do you know when Call of Duty bring out a game each year, everybody goes, it's just the same thing, reskinned. <laughs> what are they doing? And even if it's even if they've actually changed some mechanics, it's like, it's the same thing, it's 1.5, is it? And like we get three Lego games a year and everybody laps it up. Mm. And it's just the same gameplay on every single one. I don't mind playing this, the playing through it once. I don't mind because they're quite amusing. The the, the the movie was I played last before that. I played the Hobbit. It's quite amusing. It's all right. But going back through and collecting stuff, playing the same missions again, it just doesn't wind me up. I've played. I probably think I've probably played five, maybe five Lego games in my life, and I, t- I totally agree. I'm, I'm all for the first run through. The <laughs> The little um, cinematics between each in each level. Used to, I mean, yeah. I remember the ones on. I think the first one I played was for the original Star Wars trilogy ones, mm-hmm. and they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant. There was no like, it's no dialogue. Made. It was all yeah. Mm-hmm. It was all just yeah. facial expressions and slapstick humour. But it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely superb. But yeah, to go back and redo stuff afterwards, I never really got all the collecting of people. They make it so that the achievements are so easy that you you're like, oh, I might as well do it. But then you you spent another twenty five hours doing the same thing again. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm. No, they're, they're longer do. games, and they seem to get longer as well. That's obviously they've got pretty much everything else now, now, so they can just add more and more levels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just hide more collectible. Yeah. I fell into the trap a couple of years ago. They had them all on uh, sale during one of the holiday periods, and I bought them all on the three sixty and the one. I just haven't played them at all. <laughs> got no passion to go back to them um, but it's the same thing. I mean they did mix it up a tiny bit but it's, it's mm. a minuscule amount each time I think they're probably a lot of fun if you play them couch co-op two player mm-hmm. I think that's probably the way to do it um, that's what I, I think if they were live enabled like why are they not yeah I don't know I don't know I imagine they're... maybe it's because they put it on so many things that they... yeah that's true I mean I had I had a couple of my Vita um, that, was, that were really good I had Lego Batman and another one that were quite enjoyable to play on that but yeah, I think you're probably right. The networking is tricky on those devices. Um, there's a trainer. There's some screenshots. Screenshots look good, I'll be honest. It's just anything get, that gets Lego-fied looks great, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's something you, you're quite familiar with and you just see it Legoed up. Um, okay, so that's not a first-day purchase, but um, no doubt Jack will buy it when it goes on sale and then not play it. <laughs> not play it forever, <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the end of the news. Last week we had some questions from uh, the community in the mailbag, and we had so many that um, we didn't have a chance to answer more than a few of them. So we've saved a few for this week. The first one from Here's Johnny. 
Do you think GamerScore is becoming less valuable with Idea Xbox games now being worth 1,000G? Some of these seem to add achievements just because they have to. Dave. Um, it's hard to say valuable because they never really had a value to me anyway. It was just, you know, just a, a number. That's not but true. I suppose, yeah, I mean, you do know it's not like probably you could score so much in a year. It depends just how much money you're willing to pay mm. now. I mean, it was, I mean, it's, there's always been an element of that, but there's five, six games a week coming out for a thousand G every week. I, I, remember, I remember the times when, was it Harm's Way came out? And also my friend feed on TA was like exploding <laughs> with this game because it was a game that was easy to complete. And now it seems like everybody's, there's so many of them coming out that I wouldn't say, more completion has been devalued, I'd say, because it's just so easy now to complete games if you want That'd to. That would be true if any of them were completable. But like for GTSC, I, I, last few weeks I haven't had a load of time to, to well, play Well, that's the games, ridiculous thing. You've, just, you've, you've, You've fixed a minus five thousand deficit ratio decay reasonably comfortably in, With in, idea, in not much, in not much under time. the price of a full game. Yeah. <laughs> well I think you've answered the question in, in that very moment itself. <laughs> um obviously TA is it I mean this is sort of the point of TA in the first place, was to, to give you proper value for those harder achievements. Mm-hmm. So you'll find that those ID games have a very low TA, they'll be hovering just over the thousand mark if they are relatively yeah. simple to complete. Um, so go us, yay! <laughs> um, but no, I totally agree. And back in the day, it wasn't. I think I think you're right. It feels like there's more games. I mean, I remember looking at back at the release calendar two weeks ago, the last show we recorded, just being staggered how much was on there. And there were things on there, as we said at the time. There's probably stuff that we haven't been a big, become aware of that is coming out. Um, and there were titles that came out. We certainly picked up achievement lists for games this week that um, were not on that original release calendar that are coming out very soon. So there's even more than we actually realised, but there's probably 20-odd games coming out in February. Um, And I think if the same thing had happened back on 360 with with the arcade, what was it called? Indie titles. Yeah, the XBLA. Well, the indie titles didn't have gamer score, did they? No, they didn't. No, So XBLA was the equivalent of the ID stuff but when it was 200 gamer score it didn't feel as they didn't feel like I would bother getting any no, of them unless they were a proper, the longer games. yeah the summer of arcade stuff was different because a lot of those were highly regarded you know critically acclaimed titles and a lot of people were very excited about them but there seems to be there's there's very little fanfare now a game will just come out quite often it will be a port mm-hmm. of a mobile title or something like that like, I mean, for instance Bike Mayhem Yep. Um, that that's an iOS title, isn't it? Yeah, it sounds like it from the three stars, or from the UI as well. Ugh. <laughs> it's horrendous for user interface. But actually, that's that's been one of the you know that's been one of the most enjoyable ID games I've played probably. Um, so it's not to say that this is a bad thing, but and also the the thousand cheese is going to take a hell of a amount of time to get in that apart from the unobtainable. So that 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 game is probably not what we're talking about here but certainly a lot of the other ones mm-hmm. Roblox um, yeah. uh, what was the one you were playing last week Cube Cube, Cube. yeah so I yeah I think Gamerscore is certainly becoming 
easier to obtain, shall we say? Not, I don't want to say less value, less valuable, but certainly easier to come by. There's some of them though. There was like what was the um, beach buggy racing and things like that. They were long old games. I enjoyed so that the, as well. The, the thousand G actually felt like you were working for it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it so, comes down to what the developers actually, the what they put into the list themselves, and like, is it a well thought out list or is it just something that's tacked on? But then there's other games like Gone Home, which is get which is supposed to be amazing. I haven't played mm-hmm. it yet. But the, like, you, there's one of the achievements in that game is for finishing it only under, under sixty seconds or something. The whole game. Yeah, it's like it's it's like one of them walking kind of simulator games, and it's got a bit of horror thing. You know? mm-hmm. But you're supposed to go around the game and explore this house and things. But there is a way if you want, if you know what you're doing, you can just complete it in under sixty seconds. <laughs> so it's like, how do they get? <laughs> how do they build an achievement list around something like that? So I can understand why some of them are ridiculously easy. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I I still like the fact that the ID system exists. I like the fact that publishers. Can get their stuff out there. I think it's. Yeah, I've played yeah. some stuff that I've, I would not have got the chance to play otherwise. Yeah. And stuff that I've quite enjoyed. Like, just even playing like a couple of levels of something like Super Hot um, was really enjoyable. And some of the other stuff, as you say, Beach Buggy Racing, I really enjoyed. Um, so we d- we're not critical of it. We just think the base 1,000 gamer score. I mean, maybe if they were 500 gamer score games, that might. Lesson. I think there are kind of two aspects to it because you've got the update so one thousand gamer score for them, but they've also got the advantage to take uh, to have more achievements in them because the yeah. arcade titles back in the day was it um, twelve or twelve yeah, yeah. twelve achievements two hundred gamer score and five meg or something <laughs> <Sorry, it's laughs> they were tiny no, they had crazy limits on them so mm. uh, yeah gradually those limits got relaxed. Mm. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they ever make that shift with phone titles too, because those are the only games that are coming out now that still have 200 game to score. Yeah. No one's got Windows phones, though, have they? So. Nope. <laughs> I don't know, unless they can expand that market, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that'll happen. The phones are obviously becoming more powerful and they can cram more into them, so maybe, maybe eventually not. Quantum happen. Break Windows Phone 10. Uh, well, quite, yeah. <laughs> single list across three devices okay moving on to the next question from Eric Seidel now that you cover Xbox PlayStation and Steam what is your opinion about Nintendo not having a system wide achievement system do you believe they will implement one with the next console codenamed NX and how could it look work sound etc sound wise I'm going for bloop 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, th- I think they will have something. I think they've they've re- they've realised that the people buy more games and more content because of achievements and trophies and things. So I think there'll be something there. They didn't do it with the Wii U, though, did they? No, but I, th- I think they must realise that they're going to need like third party support this time around. So I can see it being a pretty powerful console, but I think they'll include all that kind of stuff. They've got to build a better like on- online infrastructure and thing for it. Their their online stuff was a bit of a mess. Yeah, they, I think the, I think they've got to go down that route, like the whole online get third party support again. Otherwise, I, I can't see them carrying on making consoles from the, the way that the go back to the card games. The, the last one. yeah, <laughs> they've got the, 
Well, and handhelds. So I think it. I think it is definitely a logical way for them to go because the achievement system is not. Well, it is kind of about the points for a lot of people, but it gives developers a chance to kind of steer people in directions that they might not otherwise play the game in or kind of like yeah. get all the collectibles or finish it with this ending and it prolongs the life of the game but you sort of feel Nintendo they've never really followed the rules have they yeah they Just do what they want always gone on their own way yeah. well I think they made a huge mistake releasing their last console when they did because they were they're out of sync with the current generation now really mm. everything else came along it's kind of beefier and better later on a couple of a year down the line it's never been about the power but, though has it for them well, it's been about their first party time. I think they need to shift yeah. ideas if they don't want to be kind of a console that comes out of a loft at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we we think they will probably implement one. Mm. Will Will there be an, a true Nintendo? If there's a way to track it, why not? Achievables or whatever they call it. Yeah. I I don't see any reason not to do it. If there's a way for us to get hold of that data, then for sure. Mm. Why not? Complete the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, what was the most troubling feature that has been added to TA? Troubling is an interesting choice of word. It was there any feature you started working on and then wondered why you decided to add it? Then eventually you got it working and were really happy with it. That's from Shakal Star. Um, it's probably quite a few of these that have. I've just seen a wish list item for it on the forums and thought, oh yeah, that's a really good idea. And it's only when you start getting eighty percent into developing it, you start thinking about all the all the stuff that you hadn't really thought about, the more complicated situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've chosen gaming sessions as the one um, to answer this particular question because I had really no idea of how complicated time zones were. <laughs> I thought people lived in a time zone and then we can adjust times by a certain amount of hours and then occasionally everyone shifts by an hour because of daylight savings and then halfway through the year they will shift back again. How wrong you were. (laughs) (laughs) And the weird thing was, so all the programming language I've used, um, none of them have had a built-in system for dealing with any of this stuff, or at least they didn't when I first wrote the site. So I'd have to like download tables of time zone data and what time it was in, in place A compared to place B and just really complicated stuff. And when you're writing something which is time dependent, like gaming sessions, um, it actually became really complicated and it, it was horrible to write. And I'm, I'm glad that it's all working now. And the time, the, the time stuff was the hardest part of it, but stuff about feedback and the controversies around all of that stuff and, uh, retaliatory feedback and <laughs> people asking us to police sessions. Originally, when there weren't a lot of sessions being made, people were like, well, can't you get someone to sit in on every session <laughs> and, and mediate it and make sure people turn up? But it's just, you know, we've had like well over, I think we've had over 600,000 sessions organised on the site now. And for members of staff to be part of that, it's just impossible. It's a really, it's a really difficult thing when you've got people that don't know each other getting together and providing feedback on each other um, to to police that in any way. But the fact that the system has remained pretty much the same for five years now um, and it still sort of works quite nicely is it's more by luck than judgment, to be honest, but it's working really well. Um, 
So we're going to keep it. I mean, no system is going to be perfect. Um, but I think we can be pretty proud of what we've achieved with that many sessions. I, I should do some stats to see how many achievements have actually been won during those 600,000 sessions and see how much gaming score we've actually put onto people. But yeah, that was that was the one that was the hardest, but mainly due to the time zone stuff, which was horrendous. And I, I didn't even think about it at the time when someone said, you should do this. The time zone thing's probably like the, the best thing for me. Like, so now that I've been on the site so long, I've got like a, a group of people who I know who can jump into games with. But Are they all around s- the world? Yeah, we'll still do sessions just so we can get the time right for everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's... But then then so, sometimes I do end up sleeping in a missing <laughs> session. <laughs> they like say because you think it would happen at the same time <laughs> yeah. for everybody, but they just don't. They're, they're weeks apart in some cases. I don't mm. know why. We should globalise all that stuff. Yeah. Everyone's on the same time zone. <laughs> People in Australia <laughs> are going to work moved, at seven at night. Everyone moves to East Queensland. <laughs> we'll have one big. We'll have a county devoted to just getting achievements. You can all come and live. Put with your us. location when you join the site. If it's not East Queensland, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, and then the final question we got, which was, uh, I'm not going to answer, but I will throw out to both of you two. What first got you hooked on achievements and and starting? Uh, on TA and then joining his staff? Uh, so back in the day, I was quite a late adopter of the 360 and I got it probably, I don't know, a couple of years into the generation at least. And uh, a couple of my friends, uh, um, it's back when I was in school, had them too. And uh, they were kind of hooked on achievements already. So I just kind of got hooked because of that, <laughs> which was... Uh, quite good and it progressed from there but um, in terms of joining the TA staff though as a couple of years later I uh, had a bit of spare time and I figured I liked the site and I wanted to kind of give something back to it almost and figured I'd uh, put in an application for the game information team when it popped up and uh, was successful and it kind of went from there and before that time, I think I had yeah, I had seventeen posts on the site at that point, and I think I'm up to twenty two thousand now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, now I've got a job at the site as well. So it's all panned out, hasn't it? Wait, wait so, all right, all right. So for me, I was me and my friends. We used to play Call of Duty exclusively. That's how we'd play, and we somebody mentioned achievements one night, saying, "You know, I've, I finished the game on." veteran difficulty and somebody said oh yeah I saw that achievement and I, I didn't really know what achievements were I'd seen them pop up on my thing and then I used to buy quite a lot of games play them for a little bit and then somebody would jump in a party and go come on Call of Duty so I noticed that I had I wasn't getting the most out of games that I should be so I kind of set myself a little target to try and get half the achievements in the games that I got <laughs> and then I, I just remember searching something one day came across TA jumped on thought signed up shortly after thought it's quite good and then joining staff I, I remember me, me and a friend set up made like our own little site for a few of our friends to just talk about stuff and he was really into the developing and building of it but as soon as he got to actually putting stuff on it he couldn't be bothered <laughs> so I, I got I got pretty bored of doing that on my own because it was impossible and then some thing I saw the news team was recruiting one day so I thought I'll oh, give it a go and somehow even with my grammar and my spell <laughs> I got I got chosen that was it how long ago was that now 
uh, well, it's five years last yeah, year. Five it's year yeah. yeah. Wow, that's not a bad going. It's just looking at our registration dates, and we're actually within a month of each other, which is pretty uh, wow. uh, weird. <laughs> mm. So, I, maybe at this point in the Valentine's Day dinner, I should be the one uh, making my excuses <laughs> and leaving you two for to, to to, to reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the old days. Uh, fantastic. Okay, well, that's the end of the uh, mailbag questions. Thank you for your questions. I think we've still got a few for next time lined yeah, up. Yeah, there's still quite um, a few, yeah. If you've got any questions for us, feel free to um, send them over, and we'll do our best to answer them. So just looking at the release calendar for the next couple of weeks, we have Layers of Fear. That sounds like another one I should add to my list of terrifying games. That's the one we just did the interview with them today. Oh yes, there's an interview just gone up on the site with the devs. Yeah, uh, check it out. I haven't read it yet. It's probably brilliant. Uh, we have <laughs> Pixel Piracy, which I know nothing about. That's uh, I like Piracy. <laughs> so presumably you can download that for free. It's for, it's for <laughs> yeah. and it doesn't look for gamer school, so. I like it already. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds like an ID title. Um, Tron Runner, which I think we mentioned before, is a, it's actually a Disney, mm-hmm. Disney game. I think they uh, did the last one as well, because it's one of the 360, isn't it? That launched with the... Did it launch with the film? With the new film. Well, I say yeah. the new film. The new film in comparison to the old reboot. one. Yeah, the reboot. Yeah. Um, and then Wednesday is a title I'm very much looking forward to, having played quite a bit of the PlayStation version, uh, is Rocket League, which I don't know whether either of you have played no, I've been watching it and before. looking at it and not being able to play it. It's really, really good. You will mm-hmm. absolutely love it. Um, get it, and I'll play it with you because it's really yeah, good. Yeah, I'll be all over it when it comes it's, out. It's, it's, I think it's three man teams actually, so it's good. good for us to. Mm-hmm. It's going it to. It's 20 bucks, isn't it? So it's quite a. Uh, it's probably 15 quid. Yeah, not too bad. Um, but really, really enjoyable mm-hmm. sports game uh, where you drive a car. In teams of three on a big field, and you have to score. It's basically car football, almost, isn't it? It's car football, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but that doesn't really give you the enjoyment. It's it's really hard to describe how much fun it is until you actually play it. Um, and I think they were brilliant in getting on a PS Plus free. Yeah, because they built a massive community mm-hmm. immediately, and um, it worked out. It's worked out brilliantly for them to the point where they can now release it as a obviously not a full price title but a half price title um, or a third price title and I think it's going to do brilliantly on Xbox as well because mm-hmm. it's got such a good name um, so I will definitely be playing that come Wednesday um, and then next week we have Far Cry Primal which I will definitely be picking up having loved Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 3 and then we've got a couple of games which I've not heard of them. so Regan Gorbachev <laughs> which presumably is some sort of political action adventure <laughs> I think it's like a top down shooter or something why is it, it called Regan Gorbachev how interesting okay and then PVZ2 yeah. uh, yay uh, next Thursday which I think we're all looking forward to yeah. um, and then Tiny Troopers join up so I will probably be getting Plants vs. Zombies a week early, so that will be this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be on Thingy as well, won't it? Yeah, on Access, yeah, exactly. So, and I think we're doing quite a lot of contests on site to do with Plants vs. Zombies, so keep an eye on the site uh, over the coming week 
because there's a lot of cool stuff going on around Plants vs Zombies as well. And that's it for the release calendar. And a couple of things before we go. I wanted to mention um, the Z2Z podcast, which I've been meaning to mention. ZZ Urban Spaceman, or ZZ Urban Spaceman, depending on how you want to pronounce it, co-hosts this podcast. It's there. It is called the Z2Z podcast, but there's a lot of Z's kicking about as well. Uh, you can find it. Uh, there's a leaderboard on TA, but there are you will find the podcast on iTunes and Android devices on your podcast programs. Uh, they're up to episode nine already, and only seemed to start about a month ago. Jack was on a couple of weeks episode ago. Episode four or five, potentially. Episode four, yeah. and they're on nine now. Well, it's, it's a good show. <laughs> I've been listening it's to it quite a lot. It's a good show, and it's every week. Um, very achievement-focused. Uh, a lot of stuff about TA and mm-hmm. the stuff we knobs do. And disco. <laughs> knobs and discos. Knobs and discos. If you want to find out what knobs and discos are, then listen to the Z to Z podcast. Uh, also, a shout-out for anyone that's into the PlayStation. Um, the True Trophies podcast is still live and kicking, and they get a shout-out every month or so as well. So please check that out. Also, I wanted to mention our Twitters, because... I always think we should, and I never remember to do it. So mine is uh, Rich Richstone ninety nine. Dave, what's yours? Dave Kinetic. Easy. And Jack. Uh, Jack Watling UK. Jack Watling UK. Okay, so. follow us on Twitter if you want some inane ramblings. Mine will be all about the Tottenham's because uh, we have yeah, one. Because you're actually doing well, are you here from this? Okay, year, yeah. exactly. And we're up <laughs> two points off the top of the league with twelve games to go. We're going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to win the league um, so thank you both for your time this week and we will catch up with everybody hopefully in two weeks time so happy Valentine's Day all lovely 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 and uh, we'll see you soon bye bye catch you later <laughs>